Welcome back to Wavecast. I'm your host, Eugenie, and today we have another special Tide Pool mini episode. In this episode, I am joined by Hannah West and Gordon DeJong, who are both master's students in fishery science and technology. In this episode, they provided some very useful tips and tricks about getting into grad school and then also how to be a successful graduate student in a research-based program. So join me in welcoming Hannah and Gordon to the podcast. Hannah and Gord, welcome to the podcast. This is so cool to be sitting with you guys, which you haven't been on the podcast yet, so it's nice all like coming full circle. Um, So I wanted to have you on today to talk about some of the tips and tricks that you might have when you're applying to grad school and specifically to the Marine Institute. So before we get into it, can you tell me a little bit about how each one of you got to MI in the first place? So Gord, maybe you want to start? Uh, yeah, no, my my experience to getting to MI was pretty easy. So I had a summer job um, at the Ontario Aquaculture Research Center in Guelph. And then I went back to school for my undergrad. I was looking for master's um, and my boss reached out to me. She had found a job posting or a job posting was given to her about uh, the Marine Conservation Area Project with John Fisher. And I saw that there was eDNA involved and I was working with eDNA, eDNA at the eDNA. time. I do. Yeah. And I was like, this is what I want to do. So I reached out to Tasha, the project manager, and then she put me in contact with John. I sent my CV. And then next thing I knew, I I got the position and came to St. John's, Newfoundland. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I just want to interject here. You were, you had just finished your exams, right? And then you had started in May. Yes. Yeah. I had a quick turnaround. Yeah. yeah, You did a very quick turnaround. You took no breaks. You saw eDNA and just were like, yeah, I'm going to, this is what we're doing. Yeah. I kind of wanted to grab it by the coattails and and see where it takes me. Yeah. That's cool. And Hannah, you have a similar sort of background. You also came from Guelph as well, right? Yeah. I also came from Guelph, but I have a a different sort of way of uh, getting here. So I just sort of um, was looking at a bunch of different schools. I knew that I wanted to move to like a coast. So I was looking here and in Halifax and in uh, BC on the West Coast. Um, And I was just sort of emailing as many professors as I could. Um, And I ended up getting first um, a position in the biology department at the main campus of MUN. Um, And once I got that, I started looking into St. John's a little bit more and I really liked it. And I was I was uh, really interested in moving here and doing school here, but I wasn't really in love with the project that I got. So then I started looking elsewhere and I found uh, the Marine Institute and started emailing people there. And then, um, yeah, I got this position and I started in September, but I also moved here in May. Mm -hmm. And so you now work with your supervisor is Uh, Dr. Tyler Eddy. Dr. Tyler Eddy. And yours, Gord, is Dr. Jonathan Fisher, of course, as you said. Yes. Um, do you have any tips and tricks for someone who is looking at or for different supervisors? Or what are some things that, that you took into consideration when you chose your supervisors? One thing that I found helpful is, um, so like when you're looking for a supervisor, the first thing to do that makes sense is go to the website of the school that you want to go to. So for the Marine Institute, go to the website, look at the list of faculty, and it'll give a description of um, what sort of research all of them are doing. And so you can see what interests you. And um, another thing that I found helpful was a lot of times professors will have... um, 
lab websites and you can go on there and see what students they have in their lab and what projects the students are working on. Um, so that's a good way to see if like the types of projects that they're supervising are something that interests you. Um, and then also going through their uh, recent publications, finding them on Google Scholar or ResearchGate or whatever, and um, looking at what sort of things they're putting out and seeing if those that type of research is something that you're interested in. Mm -hmm. And I think that once you do that, once you decide like, okay, I'm interested in this person, then you can kind of dive deeper into then you have a more like a one on one meeting with them and you ask them about their leadership style or their mm -hmm. mentor style. Yeah. You maybe talk to those like lab mates that you're mentioning to see whether their skills and their interests and how they supervise aligns with about your own. Yeah, I am. Um, I met with um in my in my search for supervisors, I met with a couple of students of their labs, like students that they had been supervising, and they would tell me a little bit about their like supervisory style. Because I think there's a lot of different styles. Some supervisors are really hands-on and really making sure you're getting your work done and really involved and sort of like what's the word when they're like always on you? Like they're a micromanager. Like a helicopter Yeah, plan. yeah, something yeah. like that. And then there are some that are like more laid back and just let you do your own thing and expect you to do your own thing. And so there's like different kinds of like management styles almost. You have to find what works better for you. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Gordon, and you want to add anything to that? No, I agree. But like I I've, I guess with my, um, John has never worked with EDNA before. So there was no previous publications and nobody else working on the same kind of project that I would be working on with John. So it's like just having like open and honest conversations about certain things, like understanding that like one, like John doesn't have a great background in this. So I advocated to find a co-supervisor with someone who's had a little more experience using this technology. And then that led me to uh, Dr. David Cote at the FO, who has used this tech before and can kind of help me with some of those more questions mm. uh, aligning with that mm -hmm. so so even if you don't necessarily see the exact project mm -hmm. um, with the supervisor you can kind of make it your own and learn those skills from other uh people or other supervisors so that's a good point um how do we switching this a little bit to funding because for these research-based projects can you talk a little bit about how your funding setup works like do you receive a stipend? How what can students expect when they when they start in the program? Absolutely. So uh, I get a stipend um, that comes from the project that I'm working on. It comes from the MCA project, um, and I think the grant can sometimes vary depending on, or your stipend can like vary depending on the grant. And then there's been cases that um, uh, some supervisors will require you to have NCIRCA. A scholarship mm -hmm. before accepting you but oftentimes i find it's better to try and find a fully funded uh stipend or or or, or position mm -hmm. that way you don't have to worry about money when you mm -hmm. when you come what do you think that a student needs to know before they start uh their program at the marine institute in graduate studies that's very open-ended. Yeah. <laughs> <I know. laughs> it's like a comps question. Like like specifically for MI or cuz I feel like that's kind of general yeah. to grad school. I don't know if there's anything specific then about the Marine it. Institute that they would like have to know. Like there's no, not like there's anything crazy going on here that would be like okay. they it's, need to be It's no different about. from 
it's really like compared to like we we were friends with graduate students from the University of Guelph where we came from. Yeah, there there is a lot of comparisons between programs because thesis based courses are really kind of like um, they're very self like they're very independent and you're doing your own research and obviously you're you're being supervised but ultimately to get the job done at the end of the day it's up to you. Mm-hmm. Um, so do you have any tips and tricks then on how someone can be a successful graduate student or what they might need uh, for their productivity or for actually producing a thesis or any of those kinds of things that might make it easier? That's a good question. I'm only I'm still only like just over a semester in, so I haven't produced any theses yet. Um, like I haven't written anything, but I think that, um, and like with other grad students that I've talked to and at the University of Guelph as well, I think for the first couple months, it's like, it's kind of, it can be like intimidating because you feel like, oh, this has to be so self-directed. I should be doing something. But a lot of the time you don't even have your specific question or your methods or like your, the outline of what you're going to do for your project nailed perfectly yet. So the first couple months is still sort of figuring that out. And especially here with the classes too. I mean, it's only two classes, so it doesn't take up a crazy amount of time. But with having to do that, you're not like I didn't produce a ton of work for my project over my first semester because I was still sort of figuring out what data am I going to have access to? What methods can I use to answer the questions that I want to? Um, So I didn't get a lot of actual work done it was just sort of more figuring that out and I think that that can be stressful because you feel like you're not doing enough like you're you're doing like you're in a master's program and you're so used to undergrad having classes every day assignments all the time and it's just like if you're not actually producing any work you can feel like a bit guilty but it's like normal to not have it all figured out in the first couple months no I agree but I think like having regular meetings or a timeline um which you should develop with your supervisor and your committee, but like having regular meetings with your supervisor, whether it's weekly, bi-weekly, or whatever schedule that you decide, it can kind of help you stay on track and keep you kind of focused on on small goals. And I think small goals is the big thing. So whether it's like if you need to do a lit review, like say like I want I need to read X number of papers by this date. Um, I think it kind of helps you keep you on track and like developing those questions and developing your program because it's not going to happen overnight. It's going to be, it's it's an accumulation of a lot of small things over a longer period of time. So having small meetings, especially with your supervisor, can help you kind of stay focused on what's important. Yeah, I completely agree with everything that you guys said. I think that everyone should listen to what you guys just said. (laughs) Um, I know that uh, like in my master's, when I... I told myself that uh, I was just going to keep showing up every day. And some days you're more productive than others. Some mm-hmm. days you spend more time chatting, which is totally fine. I love doing that kind of thing. Some days you might not be able to figure out like a certain problem, like a coding problem that you might be having. But I think taking it every day piece by piece that afterwards, like by the end, you look back on it, and you're like, oh, wow, I really did that. And um, also, I will say, too, being a grad student, we have so many different hats that we wear. Like on one day, we could be doing like a lit review and we're wearing like our science brain and we're getting to learn about all this like cool research. And then on another day, we might be uh, doing like administration things to work on like our travel claims for our field work. And then maybe on another day, we're trying to figure out gear and supplies and things that we might need. So um Everything contributes to your 
work. And I think it's important too that your thesis isn't just this one document. It's all of the things and the skills that you learn along the way. So yeah, I think we've, uh, I think that was the most, the best advice that we could have ever given. Yeah, I think so too. We did a good job, guys. We're so smart. We're so smart. <laughs> yeah. We are wearing our smart hats today yeah. for sure. <laughs> um, is there anything else that you wanted to add? Because those were all of my questions. Mm. Yeah, I don't know. I guess I guess the big thing is like when you're looking for a supervisor and you're looking um, for a program is to be persistent. So you're not going to like... Ooh, resistant. Persistent. Oh. <laughs> I guess resistant too. It's kind of like one and the same thing. <laughs> resistant or persistent? Sorry, my headphones are ringing. Okay. No, but it's like, 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 it's it's kind of like finding a job, right? Like, not everyone's going to accept you. You're going to give your CV out, and you're going to write a lot of emails to a lot of professors, and some won't get back to you. Some will get back to you, but like weeks later, and they might say no, or they might have conditions like NSERC, and and NSERC is very hard to get. So that's why finding a fully funded um, program is important, but you just have to kind of, if you, if this is something you want to do, mm-hmm. you have to keep at it until you get it. I would say to, to say like a play on words, persistence and then consistency also mm-hmm. afterwards yeah. really makes a big yes. difference in grad school. There's a couple of things that I just wanted to mention that we were told are frequently asked questions. And so a couple answers for people that might be interested. It is very important to select the St. John's campus on the application. Uh, And if you select the Marine Institute as a campus, you will only see the options to apply for the Marine Institute diploma program. So those of you that are applying to the Marine Institute. And it typically takes about two weeks to receive a decision once you've applied. Um, Keep in mind that an application has to be complete in order to be reviewed by our admissions committee. So all transcripts, resumes, and two references must be received. Another thing is that the passing grade for a graduate course is 65%. Did you guys know that? Did no. not know that. I did not know that either. So keep that in mind when you're slacking off mid-semester. <laughs> <laughs> um, and if you have any other questions regarding uh, your program or changes in courses or anything like that, you can contact the academic director. Um, and all graduate programs here at the Marine Institute, both research-based and course-based, have academic directors. And finally, the deadline to apply to the fall semester uh, for grad school at the Marine Institute is May 15th. So anyone listening who wants to apply, apply by May 15th. Okay, everybody, those were all my questions. Thank you so much for joining and uh, we'll see you in the next one. Thank you again to Hannah and Gordon for the discussion in today's episode. If you have more questions to ask about the grad student experience, or if you have more suggestions for future episodes, you can send an email to wavecast.mi.mun.ca. We'll see you in the next one.